Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Spirituality is a sense of connection to something greater than ourselves. It is a belief which focuses on intangible elements which impart meaning and purpose to one's life. It lends significance to our otherwise mundane lives and offers awareness of a sense of self and a purpose in the collective for existing. The Oxford Dictionary defines spirituality as the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. The spiritual journey can be described as a personal quest to seek to understand who we truly are, to reconnect with our souls, and to find our true purpose here in this world. And in order to undertake a spiritual journey, we must be willing and ready to face our demons, find meaning in the chaos, open our hearts and our minds, let go, heal our wounds, understand the lessons, and ultimately see with love knowing that everything is meant for us. Being on a spiritual path is experiencing a series of awakenings or aha moments, all divinely constructed to help us to understand our true selves even further, to trust, to connect with our soul, and to ultimately live the life intended for us on this physical plane. And being on our spiritual path is not all unicorns and rainbows. No, it is instead, it is trials and tribulations which allow us more opportunity to problem solve and find resolution from a place of being our true selves. Each time we are faced with an obstacle and do not act or react from our true self, which is from a place of love, we will then face another obstacle allowing us to try again. To be free of pain, the spiritual journey requires one to navigate through it. This may bring up physical ailments or diseases to allow us to overcome our pains once and for all. The spiritual path offers us forgiveness and freedom from all that is associated with the attachments of the ego, be it fear, guilt, shame, anger, and anxiety. While the spiritual journey brings in spiritual teachers, mentors, tools, and resources, ultimately it is you who becomes the greatest teacher for yourself, because only you truly know all of your pain and suffering, as well as all of your truths and your solutions. The spiritual journey is not a map of where you are going, but rather a map of where you are. It does not foresee your future, but rather by allowing you to exist in the present, it removes any anxiety about what's to come and instead offers calm through trust of whatever is to happen is to happen and will happen for your highest good. Being on one spiritual journey or path is not a race. There is no timeline nor any appropriate age as to when one should begin. It is simply a starting line where all are invited and encouraged to show up at and move forward from. There is no judgment. There is no upward comparisons. It is simply a self-fulfilling mission. And everyone's spiritual journey is unlike any other. There are gold nuggets along the way and continuous synchronistic messages, much like cheerleaders on the sidelines, all to offer up support and also reassurance that you are right where you are supposed to be. These may show up as recurring numbers, animal totems, songs, street signs, vivid dreams, meditational messages, and even body sensations. Once on path, opportunities will start to pour in because you are now open, because you are not in resistance to what is, but rather in a state of allowance. Your vibration will have risen, bringing in events and experiences to match that. Your relationships and tribe will change. Relationships and people that no longer serve you will begin to fall off, making room for new relationships with people who match your new frequency. You will connect with your lost loved ones, your ancestors for healing, and to offer healing to them, to your lineage, by addressing the blocks, traumas, or limiting beliefs carried through generations. You will in turn heal your offspring, and offer them a chance to help heal themselves too by following your lead. Your health will improve. You will shed a lot of the pains of being human. You will no longer allow things to bother you that used to because they either will not be in your life anymore or you will have learned to let them go. 
In turn, you will no longer internalize the emotions which once brought you ill will. You will be able to recognize and appreciate your feelings and move through them quickly. No grudges will be held, your organs will relax, your mind will let go, and your heart will open. And your spiritual journey will not simply end. It can and may continue through this lifetime and others to come, each lifetime possibly allowing more opportunity to get further than the last. After all, we are spiritual beings living a human existence. We all have the opportunity to realize our spiritual path and choose to be on it. And being on a spiritual path is no easy task. It requires work, resilience, vulnerability, honesty, integrity, authenticity, empathy, compassion, and love. It requires both feet to be in and is not for the weak, although it will weaken you only to make you stronger. As Jamaican spiritual teacher Muji said, in the spiritual journey, you cannot be a wine taster. You have to become a drunk. On today's Love from the Hip, I am thrilled to have professional cardomancer Diana Clark return for another show. Diana will share her wisdom on the spiritual journey. We will also discuss the spiritual teachings of this pandemic and more. Plus, later on the show, we will open up the phone lines so Diana can offer a mini Lenormon reading to you. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. It is an absolute joy to have professional cardomancer Diana Clark back on my show today. Hey, Diana, thanks for joining us. Hey, Sakura, how are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. It's always exciting to be on your show. <laughs> and I appreciate And you're local. Can you tell us where you're at? Yeah, I'm in Monroe now. I was uh, living in Bellevue for a long time, and I've moved out here to a five-acre farm. That doesn't sound too shabby. No, it's not. It's my dream. (laughs) So I know you've told my listeners in the past, but for my new listeners, how long have you been a professional cardomancer? And can you explain what that means? Sure. Um, Actually, um, the other day I actually did sit down and I was thinking of how many years have I been doing this? And actually, it's been 48 years. Whoa. So yeah, I started (laughs) reading when I was uh, 14, and I grew up with the Lenormand cards. And uh, basically, cardomancy is is the same thing as fortune-telling or divination using a deck of cards. And uh, so, yeah, and, uh, you know, they're called cardomancers or card readers or just, you know, readers. Okay. And the Lenormand deck was in your family already? Is that that right? 
Yes, uh, I'm actually a third-generation reader, and uh, Lenormand is what my family used. So my German grandmother, my mom, and then her two sisters all read Lenormand. And actually, one of my aunts was reading playing cards, which is equivalent to Lenormand because the cards typically have a um, a small card uh deck that's showing on each card, one of them will show up, and that's the equivalent to the card that you're reading. I see. And then how else does it differ from just a traditional deck of tarot cards? Well, it's really different than tarot. Uh, Lenormand um, has 36 cards in it, whereas tarot decks have 78. And um, uh, the tarot decks have reverse meanings as well, but Lenormand does not. Lenormand is read by reading combinations of cards. So you may have, uh, well, out of, out of the 36 cards, there's the first combination to each card, then the second and third, and it goes on and on. So there's literally really hundreds of thousands of meanings. And uh, tarot is more about, like, possibilities, whereas Lenormand really is about looking into the future and predicting future events. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it must have come very natural to you. You know, it was because I grew up watching my mom. She would be reading cards for her friends. And I tell you that what really got me interested was how excited and happy people got with their readings. Hmm. And I just loved the idea of doing something that was, that was a really cool thing to me, you know, as a kid seeing that. And anything that you're doing like that that's making people happy, well, you can't go wrong with that. You know, it's good for both people, for yourself and the person getting the reading. Right, absolutely. And so yeah. can I ask you who your first reading was for? Oh, gosh. I'm sure that the very first readings I did were for friends. Because mm-hmm. it was my Aunt Irene that really had taken the time to explain the cards to me. And I was just really a natural for it because it was something I already kind of understood having grown up with it. And so her and I went over the single meanings of the cards and combinations. And, you know, I just kept learning and doing cards. And then friends would say, oh, give me a reading. And, uh, you know, I would do readings. And this is when I was a teenager. And then in my 20s, I had gone deeper with it. And so there were people that I was reading for, and later on, actually not even that long ago, I had a friend that I knew back in my early 20s, and she said everything in her reading had happened in her life. Mm-hmm. And so it was, really, it was really cool to be able to do that for someone, <laughs> and having that validation is everything, because if you're reading, you need to be accurate and not just sort of kind of, right. and that's something that I look for in a reader And so I'm hopefully giving that to other people that they're getting a reading, but the things I'm saying can get validated as they unfold. Yeah, and your readings offer more than just reading into the future. And I've had, having had numerous readings with you, and I've been awestruck and amazed every time, but how would you say your readings differ from the other psychic readers? Uh, The biggest part is that I have incorporated spiritual teachings, and my wisdom. And then along with some mediumship, and mediumship is where you are able to contact people on the other side. Now, for me, that happens sporadically. um, And when it does, I typically get this um, kind of a flemminess in my throat. And Mm. so I know that somebody's coming through. And I do want them to always be very exact with the information that they're giving to me, so that as I share that with a loved one, I want it to be validated. Otherwise, anyone could tell you anything. It's the same like when people get past life readings. There needs to be a connection to that, to something going on in your current life, so that it actually makes sense. Right. Otherwise, you know, not everyone was Cleopatra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing your readings, are you getting visions then and messages at the same time as you're, as you're explaining each of the cards? Uh, boy, that's a great question. I just had someone recently that asked me how I was doing what I was doing. And what it is is I can only explain it's in my third eye. And from there, I can hear um, messages. And I'm also, it's a downloading. So sometimes I'm seeing something, but it even it goes beyond that because it's such a deep connection. Because when I start a reading, 
the very first thing that I'm actually thinking is I want to be in what I call God's white light Mm -hmm. so that anything I'm picking up, I want it to be beneficial. I want it to be the truth. And I want to be able to uh, relay that information with great compassion for someone. And so that's one thing that I really do pride myself on is that, um, you know, having done this for as many years as I've had, so many people have said, God, you just told me the worst thing, but you said it in a way that, hey, I'm cool with that. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how you explain that you do your readings within God's light or within God's consciousness, because I feel that a lot of us and, you know, in history, the stigma has been it's been the devil's work, right? Or Yeah, but it's actually... It's really the complete opposite of that. And, I mean, I'm sure that there are, uh, you know, people who dabble in different realms, but I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in things that excite my soul. I'm interested in bringing these messages forward for people, you know, and to be able to see things in the future, and especially when they're really obscure things and somebody will go, you know, when you said that to me, I thought that was like nutty, and there was no way that was going to happen, but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I yeah. know. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fun to do that. So why do you think the spiritual teachings are an important part of your reading? Um, well, it's the most important journey you're going to take in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to step out of the, the wheel of great suffering then you have to go deep within the self. You cannot step out into the world as a victim or a damaged soul and expect any good change to happen out of that. So we have to begin with the self. And we humans, we really are awesome spiritual beings. We are really full of love. We're full of peace. But yet we keep, and I hear this so much anymore, is how much people hate people. And I find that disturbing because you are a people. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it, this journey is about stepping out of suffering and stepping into the true self. And in that journey, I have to become a healed being. And we all have trauma. We all have anger. We all have rage moments. Everyone's had every spectrum that there is. So what I wanted to do when I really got on my journey I really saw results immediately because I really was focused on healing myself. And all of the work that I do is through divine connection. So if you call divine source light, God, universe, goddess, I don't know what you want to call it, and it doesn't matter to me. What matters is it's that from which we came from, which I call it my God light being or God fire being. And to me, it's full of love and peace, and it's not something I need to fear Uh, or have a finger pointed at me as being a sinner or all of these real negative things. It's like you're making your way through life as it is. And who would, who would need that on top of, on top of your already, uh, you know, your struggles, the way that you're trying to get, make a, you know, become the better version of yourself. So, um, in this journey, as you get in there deeper, you really have to fall in love with yourself. And it really is different than saying, yes, I love myself. To fall in love with yourself does mean I feel like I'm in love with somebody else, and I go, oh, it's me. (laughs) But the same chemical reaction is happening. And the reason it's so important, Sakura, is that as you get in there deeper, the number one thing is paying attention to thought forms, because a lot of people have thought patterns that are always telling them why they're not enough. And you want to really break that. And that's why falling in love with the self, practicing uh, self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others is so important. And some very cool, magical things happen in there. And a big one is losing attachments. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that many years ago, I was doing some meditation with um, a Buddhist group. And that's where, as I was learning the meditation, they talked a lot about attachments. And I, at first I thought, well, do they mean I need to be detached? But no, they don't. You're still going to be open to, you know, having all your feelings and being vulnerable, but you are no longer attached to something you think you have to have to be happy. Right. And the biggest attachment for most of us, and I had it too, is attachment in relationship, which is fear of being alone, 
And typically the secondary part of it is lack of money. Now, I didn't practice lack of money because, well, I'm a Capricorn. I always had my (laughs) own money. But um, the other part, the attachment part, is where people get stuck and they suffer. And then they begin to really dislike the person that they're with, but there's no way that they're going to leave it because they're too afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. So the great thing about breaking those attachments is, Not only have you fallen in love with the self, but now you're standing in your own power. And once you're in your own power, I made up this term myself, and it's called freedom of the soul. Mm -hmm. And freedom of the soul is what every human wants, but very few people can be alone long enough to get it. But once you have it, you now are free from that horrible pining and yearning and <laughs> please love me, you know, please hire me, please, what all these, all those things are that we think we have to have. And then we come to realize we're going to start making better choices in our life because we're very interested in our inner peace. Right. And, you're and then, of course, then ultimately you see that joy and happiness is within. Mm-hmm. And the things of the outside world, they are important as far as desire goes because the desire is life force flowing through you through that desire. Now, is this something that you commonly see in your card readings? Is this attachment in relationships? Oh, yeah, that's a very, it's probably at least 98% of it is. Um, And everybody, actually, when you bring it up, everybody knows it. it. So it's not something they're unfamiliar with, but they're really frightened to make the change. And I oftentimes, you've had enough readings with me, I use myself as an example of so many things. Sure. And I can speak to attachment. I had it. It was horrible. And I suffered because of it for probably till I was in my late 40s before I stopped it. And I stopped it because I was just exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're always looking, please love me and this and that and the other thing. And then I stopped. And when I did, I reflected inward and I was like, "Ah, I just want to I just want to be in love with me. I just want to really get into me deeply. I want to heal me. And so then it changes everything in life because you really do move into a place of peace. And my inner peace is my most important peace for me. And I'm glad you're sharing your lesson on attachment. And yes, I have heard it. <laughs> and I'm thankful and grateful. And, and, and for me, as you know, it was getting very sick for me yeah. to learn that, is to be free from all attachment, including suffering. So. Yeah, and actually illness is one of the really big ones we will manifest. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we are off track, you, be, you get sicker and sicker in many ways, uh, body, mind, spirit. Whenever we are practicing things that cause us to suffer, uh, we, it manifests in the body and it comes out of the body. Oftentimes, I used to say that the original term was, oh, my body is in dis-ease, which became the word disease. But it, it was actually, that's a very accurate uh, description that I'm uncomfortable because I have uh, suffered so much, there's so much crammed in me, and I'm still expecting somebody else to make me happy. I'm still expecting the certain amount of money will just make me happy. A certain amount of fame would just make me happy. Or if I could just drive that car, just live in that house, and ultimately you will come to see none of that even matters. Mm-hmm. You really get in deep. You will want things, love of self, love of others, kindness compassion. Uh, the, um, the monologue that you had uh, read earlier at the beginning of this show, I was listening to that deeply, and there was so much truth in that. Mm, thank you. And you were speaking to those points, you know, the, just the importance of this walk and why really it is, it is our life's purpose. And I can't express it enough for people to, you know, when you get to that point, and a lot of people say, well, where do I begin? Because it sounds like a lot of work. And it is a certain amount of work, yes. But because you're so passionate about doing it, to me, it never felt like work. The the most difficult part of it at this stage for me is if I'm triggered and the shadow side of myself comes out, which comes out as impatience and uh, like uh, feelings or the anger part, those things that pop up, and I just work on myself. I'm not concerned about the other person and what they're doing. I'm concerned about why am I so triggered? Right. What is it in me that is so unhealed and so angry? And that's what you, in that part you go, oh, I don't want to have to, I don't want to do that work. <laughs> that <laughs> and means so, I got to look at me and not at them. And so many people are triggered right now. 
So, Diana, we're going to have to actually take a quick break, but everyone stay tuned for the weekly Skinny Up next. And if you would like a psychic reading from Diana, call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. On this weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss the recent sunscreen recall this summer when researchers urged U.S. regulators to pull sunscreens containing possible carcinogens. In 2019, there was a speculation already made by scientists about the safety of certain active chemical ingredients like octocrylene, which is thought to contain benzophenone, which is a suspected carcinogen that can interfere with key hormones and reproductive organs. Unfortunately, some 2,400 sunscreens are made with this active chemical ingredient. Craig Downs, executive director of a nonprofit environmental laboratory and toxicologist Joe DiNardo, tested 16 octocrylene-based sunscreens purchased in France and the U.S. All of them tested positive for benzophenone. Of these 16 were Copper Tone Water Baby Spray, Banana Boat SBF Lotion 50, Neutrogena Beach Defense Spray and Lotion. Downs' past research on the safety of sunscreens on the environment is what led to the ban of sunscreens containing oxybenzone, which is chemically related to benzophenone and octocrylene in Hawaii, the Virgin Islands, and other beach tourist destinations due to the severe damage it causes to coral reefs. Johnson & Johnson, who owns Neutrogena and Aveeno, issued a voluntary recall for five of its sunscreen lines in the U.S., which included aerosol sprays, Neutrogena Beach Defense, Neutrogena Cool Dry Spot, Neutrogena Invisible Daily, Neutrogena Ultra Sheer, and Aveeno Protect and Refresh, all of which tested positive for low levels of benzene, which J&J says is not even an ingredient, so they are now questioning its presence. Benzene, a carcinogen, has been linked to leukemia, and benzophenone is produced by the isolation of benzoyl chloride with an excess of benzene. Most people who are typically exposed to benzene on a regular basis work in gasoline-related industries, oil refineries, shoe manufacturing plants, chemical plants, and any rubber industry. Benzophenone being toxic is not new information. Many skincare product lines have been savvy to this and have omitted it for that reason. Benzophenones are a group of aromatic ketones that are said to have both UVA and UVB absorbing properties. They act like optical fibers to block out these harmful UV rays and therefore have been used in sunscreens to reduce skin damage or in cosmetic products to prevent the UV light from damaging the scents and colors in products which allows the manufacturer to package the product in clear glass or plastic. It is also used to extend the shelf life of products and of plastic surface coatings because it retards photodegradation. Products containing benzophenone have been known to cause redness, swelling, itching, blisters, and worse, anaphylactic reactions not to mention its promotion of harmful free radicals and or carcinogens. I encourage you to check what's in your sunscreen and your skincare instead of simply trusting the manufacturer. After all, the internet is a wealth of skin formation. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having professional cardomancer Diana Clark on my show. And if you would like insight into your future and have a question, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Diana, before the break, we were talking about the spiritual journey. So what do you believe? Do you believe a lot of people will partake upon their spiritual journey in this lifetime? Actually, that would be my hope. Uh, But... um I think a lot of people desire that. But what I really do see a lot of is when you're getting readings and the information is coming through, and everybody wants, you know, certain things, you know, in life, and they want them in a certain way. You know, if they're interested in love, they want someone faithful and someone who has had at least some successes. And there's basically certain things that people want in relationships. And so I tell them, have you become that? And they typically are quiet. And it's like, yeah, because you have to, you can't say, 
I want this perfect type person when I'm not even beginning my own spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the percentage right now is still low. I would love to see that shift, especially if you have children. You need to desperately do the deep work on yourself so that you can pass along these, uh, you know, these little morsels of wisdom and the importance of that so that your children will have that information to fall back on. I would definitely agree. Well, hey, let's go to our phone lines. We've got Christy on the line from Kenmore. Christy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Christy, what's your question for Diana? Oh, well, my my question is I thought she was going to do like a mini card reading. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be a grandmother in like six weeks, and so I'm just pretty thrilled about that. (laughs) That's (laughs) pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so Christy, uh, basically what I'm doing here is I can uh, focus on a particular question. So if it's love or if it's your grandchild, uh, so I can take out a couple of cards here and kind of see what that looks like. Oh, I'd like to do the one on the grandchild. Okay, let's look at that. Nothing better than a grandbaby coming into the picture. Mm-hmm. And, oh, if you're being a grandma, that means you get to be an elder, which is a woman of wisdom. So mm-hmm. we do need lots of women of wisdom. Our crone years are extremely important. So I'm going to take you and the grandchild out. So let's see what the cards have to say. Okay. Uh, well, the very first cards that I have drawn, the very first one is the card of love. So this mm-hmm. is going to be very much connected with love. Mm-hmm. Uh, this child is going to be um, very good with friendships, things of the outside world. Do you know the, the date that the grandchild is... Um, expected to be, to be delivered October 2nd what is it October 2nd 10 October 2nd that'll be Libra mm-hmm. okay so the card between the two of you I love this spread by the way this is the card of major transformation and metamorphosis so that tells me that both you and this child will have this connection where you're both growing and learning at the same time a very interesting card because also beneath you it is telling me that this is a connection that is from the ancestors so that's typically where you had a past life together so not only is the card there of love and admiration but uh, for the child on the future side are some extremely good cards around um, that can be school Uh, in business later on in life, and it's very good financially for the child. Uh, As a matter of fact, he or she has a fantastic cards on their side. Uh, And there's another cool piece between you, which is a card about communication. And so um, don't be surprised if this child comes to you with asking advice, because there's a lot of cards of communication here. This, This is a really beautiful spread. It's very cool. And so I think when the child is born... You're going to know right off the bat that there's something between you and the child that is not that you wouldn't love other grandchildren, but there's a real special connection between you and this child. And not only will you recognize it when the child is born, but as the child is growing, you, the child's going to feel the same about you. So I oh. think you're going to be pretty close. Yeah, I, I can feel it already. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, this is a beautiful spread. So congratulations to you and uh, daughter or daughter-in-law, whoever that is. Yes, uh, beautiful daughter. cards. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, well, right. thanks for calling, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. Thank you. So, Diana, how do what shows up in the cards when people are on path versus not? Uh, Well, the very first thing is that you will see them, well, one actually is the ability to be by themselves. I know that they're doing deep work. I just read for a a young man the other day, well, he was 33, and you very rarely see that in the cards for males, that they're able to be by themselves and work on themselves spiritually. And I commented that to him that, oh, that's great to see a male figure who isn't rushing into. Uh, you know, relationship after relationship. So that was the first thing that showed. 
And so I knew, okay, well, he's been doing deep work. And then I have cards, and they feel to me highly spiritual. And that tells me that the person is very much focused on the self and how they're traversing through life. And they're real focused on their healing. And that kind of shows in the cards so you'll know right away. And also, pretty much 98% of my clientele is very spiritual anyway because most of my clients have all been word of mouth always. Mm-hmm. And so I luckily get these, I, I, I tell you, I have the greatest clients in the world because <laughs> of that. So now typically your card readings are over a span of five years, correct? Right. So do, they, do events manifest faster when someone is on the path? Uh, not necessarily, because one of the big things that happen as you awaken more and more, you're not going to be so concerned with timing, mm. because as you get in deeper and deeper, because you move into so much inner peace, you understand it's about divine timing, which means it's in my highest good and it's in the highest good of those concerned. And so faster is not necessarily that important to people anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes there are certain situations happening where I've actually done one manifestation where I said I needed it sooner than later because I was working with horses. And because I'm older, I needed um, I needed to not work in a day job anymore. And I lucked out that when COVID hit, I did lose my job of 24 years, which was something I was manifesting. And it was like such perfect divine timing for me. And so I was glad. So that was one time I had been putting that out there that it's time for me to leave. And so I was probably the only one from the group of people that was (laughs) happy about that. But I was because I was ready to move forward at that time because of what I was doing with horses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that for manifesting really is your ability to manifest and really that it is as simple as I know what I want. I think about it and my heart is excited and it's the third corner, Sakura, that's important. I release it to divine. Mm-hmm. I release it, and I walk in the energy as if it's already happened. So I'm already happy. And has it happened yet? No, and who cares? I don't really care when it happens because I'm already happy. I know it's going to happen, and guess what? It happens 100% of the time. And not only that, when it happens, it's more perfect than I could have ever imagined it to be. <laughs> and that's, that goes back to the attachment piece. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're releasing something, you're allowing it to happen. But anytime you're worrying about it and stressing about it, when, 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 how, 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 and all of those things, that's actually resistant energy, and you're actually pushing away the very thing you say that you want. So uh, I did have a woman I was reading for one time, and we had this amazing reading. And at the end, I said, well, do you have any questions? And she just went, well, how? And I laughed, and I, I, and I said, did you hear any of the things I was saying? <laughs> and she laughed. <laughs> so, that's what I was saying is it doesn't matter how or right. when or where. If you release it, it comes to you in perfect timing. Right. And every human wants it yesterday, by the way. Of course, of course. So what do you think keeps us, most of us, from doing this inner work? Well, it's, um, it's the fear of failing, And so a lot of people begin their journey, and they will find themselves repeating the same thing again and again, the thing they're working on on themselves, and they get defeated right away. So that's that part of you have to practice forgiving yourself. You are not perfect, but you'll get better at it. And so the couple of things in myself that I was working on initially was one was going to be my anger core. I wanted to get that reduced, so it went from being a basketball down to it. So like a ping pong ball now, Yeah, because it was important to me. And I had a couple of other things because I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, and I have much more of a cooler nature, and I wanted to get on top of that and soften that. And I had to practice that because, um, you know, with a lot of Capricorn, there is a cooler uh, reaction to things, and I wanted to have more compassion about things. And so, you know, those aren't the easiest things to work on if you've been doing it a certain way most of your life. Right. And uh, but and that's usually why people feel defeated right away. And they also, this walk is referred to as the higher awareness, the higher consciousness, the Christ consciousness. And it does mean exactly that. I am now going to pay attention to what I'm thinking about. 
So if my thoughts are against that which I want, I'm probably not going to be feeling great. <laughs> but if my thoughts are about the beauty around me, I, I, I think I've told you before, I used to practice driving into work, and I used nature as my way to keep my mind real positive and lifted up. Mm-hmm. And that was why I would arrive at work and I felt good. And I didn't need to drink coffee to wake up. I didn't need to do any of those things because I was really on a natural high. But it was just a practice. That's all it really was. And I always tell everybody, make your spiritual practices simple. Don't make them so complicated that you're not going to do them because we all need to have um, basically tools in our arsenal. So whether you're using prayer or meditation or yoga, or there's all kinds of ceremonies that can uh, work for us. And really, all of these things are just about sitting with the divine and healing the, the self. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad that you shared all of that. And oh, with thank the, you. With that, we're going to take another break. But everyone, stay tuned for more love from the hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A. S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having professional cardomancer Diana Clark on my show. So Diana, can we discuss the spiritual teachings during this pandemic? Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite questions to get asked. Because obviously when, uh, you know, this virus uh, came about, a lot of people moved into fear. Mm-hmm. And after fear, again, every time there's something fearful, there's something you lack. And interestingly, people lacked toilet paper of all things. But it actually is a good example of why it is so important to go deep and heal thyself. This is the time to stop what was normal because it, it's not normal to destroy your earth and to be cruel to the sentient beings, and that includes animals, our plant life. This is a, a, a live entity, is the earth, and that there is no space for greed that's um, based on hurting our earth, because the earth is in dire straits. So everything now is getting uncovered and revealed, because the old ways are not going to be working. We have uh, COVID took us from third dimension to fifth dimension. So if you've been doing deep work, you're probably sailing along and really having some pretty amazing things going on. Uh, If you're not doing the deeper spiritual work, you're probably suffering quite a bit, and there's probably a lot of fear going on. 
But this new energetic grid, this fifth dimension, is a very high energetic grid. Can you explain that more? need to have a deep spiritual rudder. Can you explain that more, the 3D and 5D for my listeners? Uh, Yeah, the third dimension actually is more where it's stuck, um, kind of like more towards the sacral, which is about two inches below the belly button. And there's a lot of stuck stuff there. And that actually is, there's a lot of things going on there that that governs the sexual energies of uh, humans. And they've been stuck there, which is why you're seeing a lot of uh, very unusual things going on between male, female, and identity of what we are or what we are not. And that's where it gets stuck. You need to get above the belly button so that you're getting up higher. Um, And that really has to do with all of our chakras. That that uh, that fifth dimension is a pretty high grid there. So this really is the time for the entrepreneurs and the visionaries. So you're also going to see some people just doing extremely well. So for myself, I've done amazingly well during COVID. This has been a fantastic time for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if things come up because I'm a human, I can traverse through them better than if I were not on my path because I understand what's happening is for me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the really big things. People who go deep, they understand that um, out of each thing that happens, uh, there's going to be something that replaces that that is always going to be something that's taking you closer to that goal, closer to being what it is that you want to do. Right. And if you don't like what's happening around you or what's being offered to you, then you need to do more inner work. Exactly. That's one of the things you're seeing in the outside world, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and what you're seeing really is the mass consciousness. And so we are seeing a lot of protesting, rioting and looting. And uh, uh, but there's also a lot of good. There are people who have that deep spiritual rudder and they are in their dinghy boats. uh, They're adjusting their course. And there's a word I always say is don't be a sheeple. Don't be the person sitting in your dinghy boat with no spiritual rudder because you're getting dragged into the same place on the shore with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because this is a time to go inward and heal thyself first. Then if you want to go to the outside world, whatever you have to say can be said with compassion and love and not out of anger and hatred. And so, you know, you get you get to choose there, which which do you think would feel best for you? Right, exactly. And do you think as a collective we have learned some lessons? Uh, as a collective, not so much. Um, and that pains me to say that because um, I don't, I'm not involved in the outside world really unless I really have to go into town or do something. I don't go out there because it feels, uh, it bothers my nervous system mm-hmm. a little bit because it's a very dense energy. I think that we will get more and more people on board because they will see that what we've been doing is not working. And you won't hear them saying, I want to go back to normal. No, we don't want to go back to normal. <laughs> that normal was not working. Right. Exactly. And so we want to go to the, the other side of that and make a new normal of Uh, awakened souls, kind people, helping each other, community again, and what that really means. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom on that. Oh, you bet. (laughs) So let's talk about your card deck and your companion book. And when did you launch these? Oh, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, Well, I have a card deck. It's a Lenormand deck, and it's called the Gaelic Lenormand. And I also have a companion book. And um, these are a bit of a legacy for me, and it's something I'm really proud of. Uh, I really put a lot of thought into not only the design of the cards, and but I also into the guidebook. I've tried to put as much information in there as I could, like the old information about Lenormand. And I have had many people that have said they bought the book and they just use it with any Lenormand deck because it would work with any Lenormand deck. But there's a lot of stuff in there that I had learned uh, from back when I was a kid, and it's stuff that I've never seen before. So I was really proud of that. Mm, and uh, anyway, so yeah, and, uh, my book and the card deck are both available on Amazon.com. And then just recently, Stargazers in Bellevue is now carrying both the card deck and the book. Yes, and Love from the Hip loves Stargazers because they happen to be a sponsor. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Stargazers is so important to our community. Yeah. here on the east side because, you know, we have 
east-west books over in Seattle, but um, stargazers, almost everybody who's been involved in, I hate the term metaphysical, but um, in the metaphysical world has gone through stargazers at some point. And uh, there's now a new owner there as well. So they're just a great place. They are. So, Diana, I was wondering if you have a message to share with all of humanity today. Uh, Yes, I do. The number one message would be uh, to be kind. And um, watch what you say because your words are putting energy out into the world. And watch your dialogue. Don't let your narrative be how awful everything is. You'll see people get together, and if you listen into anybody usually talking, it's usually a negative about the world, about the planet, about the people. And remember, uh, everyone usually is doing the best that they can with the information that they have. Mm. And so I really wish for everybody to really go deep, really get in, heal thyself first, and get back to who you really are, which is we are beautiful spiritual beings, we are full of love, and we actually have beautiful, peaceful tendencies. That's wonderful. And how can my listeners book a session with you, Diana? Oh, okay. Well, you can reach me several ways. My phone number is 360-863-3694. And uh, my email is D for Diana, S for Sylvia Clark, C-L-A-R-K, 4249 at gmail.com. You can also message me at the Gaelic Lenormand on Facebook or on Instagram. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom. You're so welcome. This has been so fun. I love coming on your show. Yes, we'll have you back again. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to Eric, my stellar producer, you the listener, KKNW, KBKW, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Love from the Hip Presents the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we will discuss intuition. Stay kind out there. Stay true to you. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.